Before John the Baptist showed up, 300 years had passed since God's people had last heard the voice of God. Officially, Malachi had been the last person God's people recognized as a true prophet of the Lord. Before Malachi, for centuries and centuries throughout uh, God's relationship with the Hebrew people, God had periodically chosen certain human beings to be God's voice among the people. Truthfully, much of the time, the messages of God were uh, that God gave the people through the prophets were ignored. And yet, because of the prophets and, and all that they pronounced, proclaimed, God's people knew that God was still with them, that God still cared for them, and that they had a future to hope for. But after Malachi, God's voice went silent for 300 years. What must that have done for the mind and the soul of the nation? I'm sure there were some people that didn't even notice. But for those who earnestly wanted to understand what was happening for God's people as a whole or, or in the world as a whole, the questions must have been deep and existential. Has God left us? And if God has left, has God left us forever? Has God left us for a time? How long? Is there anything we can do? Is God speaking and we're just not hearing God's voice? For 300 years, they waited and listened, but nothing. And then, John appeared in the desert, baptizing and preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. For Mark, who wrote this gospel, John's appearance and message fulfilled the vision given to Isaiah that we heard in our Hebrew First Testament. Comfort, comfort my people, speak softly and tenderly, tell them that all is well now, all has been forgiven. She has served her time and, and sentence more, and now it's over and done with. Thunder in the desert is the way that's translated in the message. But in the desert, prepare a voice of one calling in the desert, prepare for God's arrival. Smooth out the ruts, clear out the rocks, then God's bright glory will shine and everyone will see it. In Mark's view, not only does John's voice fulfill this vision that God gave to Isaiah, it also broke that 300 years of God's silence. God speaks through John and speaks through John to announce the arrival of God on earth 
in flesh and blood. For Mark, this is the beginning of the gospel about Jesus, and there, it's actually uh, the, the technical or the formal name, the Christ, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one of God, the Son of God. That's what this represents for God's people and for the world. The voice of God through John in the desert proclaiming the good news about Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. This is the news that the world had been waiting to hear since essentially shortly after the original creation. I was reading uh, an author this week who put it this way, Advent began the moment Adam and Eve were banished from the Garden of Eden. Eden. We have basically, as, as a as a species, as a race, a human race, we have been waiting and had been waiting for this moment to arrive when God would bring salvation, the fullness of salvation. And John makes the, this announcement that humanity had longed to hear. Salvation has arrived in Jesus, the anointed one, the son of God. Never again would God's people need to wait for a prophet to arise to hear God's voice. The conviction of Jesus' closest followers was that Jesus is the word of God made flesh. The, the thoughts, the idea, the voice of God made flesh. Jesus reveals the fullness of God through all that he taught and did in his life, his death, and his resurrection. And through the ongoing presence of his spirit, the Holy Spirit, Jesus is present in our lives today. This is what we hear from the writer of Hebrews in that New Testament passage. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through prophets many times and in various ways. But in these last days, God has spoken to us by their son, whom God appointed heir of all things and through whom God made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of God's being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. God speaks to the world in Christ and reveals the fullness of God in Christ. So, if Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God, has already come to earth, and we have his words and his spirit with us, why have churches through the ages since Jesus observed this season known as Advent? Like I was asking the kids. This season known as Advent, why have we observed this in, in churches throughout the world and throughout time since Christ's birth? Bef how, why have we observed Advent before celebrating the actual day of Jesus' birth? Why don't we just start with Christmas and go from there? As I said with the kids, one of the reasons that we, we start with this time is, again, that it reminds us of the story beginning long before 
Jesus arrived. Generations and generations of people waited and listened for God long before the word of God in Christ. Jesus was the culmination of God, speaking through myriad voices over centuries. And even more importantly, Advent reminds us that Christ will come again to earth, an event for which we are still waiting. We live in a time in between, in between the first coming of Jesus and the second coming. As an example of this, which I thought can help give us a little glimpse of understanding here, Essentially, our entire world is living over centuries what we in the U.S. are living over weeks right now politically. Joe Biden has been elected president. Major news networks and newspapers announced the good news within a few days in early November. Enough states, as of this week, enough states have legally certified this announcement that the electoral college votes are guaranteed. And yet, we have to wait. We have to wait weeks more until Biden moves into the White House and change begins. We are living in a time in between. The event has been announced. In, in one way, it's begun, and a shift in the nation can already be sensed. Yet, the fullness of the event won't occur until January 20th. I've seen another similarity between Christmas Day and Inauguration Day. I've noticed that many people are counting down the days to inauguration, like uh, many of us, kids and adults, count down the days until Christmas. If I had been a little quicker and more entrepreneurial, I might have manufactured and sold inauguration advent calendars this year. We'd have a version with chocolate for the kids and a version with cocktails for adults. But in terms of our advent and Christmas, for those of us who believe that Jesus is the Son of God, the event has been announced, and in that sense, it has begun. A shift in the world can already be sensed, and yet we have to wait until the fullness of the event is complete. In the meantime, and it is mean in many ways, in the meantime, we wait with expectation and continue to listen for God's voice. Ultimately, as we've seen and we talk about, God has spoken in Jesus Christ and still does. By the work of the Holy Spirit, we can hear Christ through the scriptures and, and in our own lives. In this sense, we can hear God's voice directly, and so we do listen for that. Still, in this in between time, God chooses to speak through other voices as well, voices in the midst of our darkness that are calling us to live now the way that we will with God, 
voices in the midst of our darkness proclaiming what are the causes of our darkness and from which direction the light will come. I want to close with a voice from a very dark time to which some people have compared our own time currently in the United States. These words were written by a Jesuit priest named Alfred Delp. Um, he wrote these words in, while in a Nazi prison shortly before he was hanged and killed as a traitor because of his opposition to Hitler. These are the words he wrote and as they relate to Advent. Let us live in today's Advent, for it is the time of promise. Space is still filled with the noise of destru destruction and annihilation. The shouts of self-assurance and arrogance, the weeping of despair and helplessness. But just beyond the horizon, the eternal realities stand silent in their age-old longing. There shines on us the first mild light of the radiant fulfillment to come. From afar sound the first notes as of pipes and singing choirs, not yet discernible as a song or a melody. It is all far off still, and only just announced and foretold. But it is happening. This is today. And tomorrow the angels will tell what has happened with loud rejoicing voices, and we shall know it and be glad. In the meantime, we listen for the voices of God in the midst of our darkness, telling us, reminding us, assuring us that Christ has come, Christ is here, and Christ will come again. Thanks be to God.